everybody and welcome back to another hip and happening episode here at B2B Breakfast to Business with your morning girl, Bea Lim, also the Managing Director of Team Asia, where we talk business, we talk shop, we talk real, we talk advocacy, we talk about the amazing things that matter because we are here for you and we want to have those conversations. Today, actually, ladies and gents, I want to do just that. I want to be able to talk real and I want to talk advocacy with all of you guys, highlighting actually one of my favorite projects of Team Asia. It is one of Team Asia's amazing and inspiring projects, which is MamaCon. MamaCon is an online event that we started actually last year to be a safe and creative space for women and moms to talk and listen to issues around motherhood, parenthood, womanhood, about being a human, you know, things that we want to talk about, but we're not sure, you know, if there is an avenue to talk about it and the like. And so um, the wonderful ladies and gents of Team Asia put their heads together and came up with a platform where we could do just that. Last year, when we started MamaCon, we talked about the great and glorious task of being a mom, right? Bringing out topics that are normally swept under the rug. Yes, we talked about the hard conversations. We talked with amazing and inspiring speakers that really brought their stories together to say, hey, you know what, mom, you are not alone, right? We discussed relevant issues. We uncovered meaningful topics about being a mother and started cultivating a community that is racing, the next generation. And that was such a fabulous thing that we said, you know what, we're going to just continue doing it, right? And that's why we're here. We know that times are changing. And with that come new challenges, new discoveries, new opportunities, especially in the online space. But we also know, right, that the world is getting even more complex. We are expected to transform as the world transforms. So this year, we said, hey, you know what, we're going to do it over at MamaCon right? We want to make sure that we're able to push boundaries and continue talking about the topics that really, really, really matter. And what it means to be a modern mom online. Yes, how do we mom, modern online mom in the online space, right? Um, and we also wanted to really be able to touch on the post-pandemic world and an ever-transforming, ever-more-complex world. And so that is what you can actually expect. MamaCon is happening on two dates, September 11 and September 18. That's from 1 o'clock to 6 p.m. on both days. We have... I mean, an absolutely amazing roster of speakers. And I, I'm just really giddy talking about them because I'm so excited to hear from all of them on September 11 and 12. These are, you know, amazing women and men who are going to talk about very important topics on mompreneurship, on rainbow parenting, on a woman's worth, on dealing with trauma, blended family setup, and how to strive in a man's world. And there's so many great topics with so many voices coming to this year's MamaCon. So we just thought, hey, you know what? We're going to release a B2B episode, which is today, right? That will give a sneak peek to all of our attendees on what you can expect from MamaCon. And ladies and gents, I am so excited today because I have the honor of having one of our fabulous speakers as a very, 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 very special guest on our B2B podcast. Today, I have with me the amazing Mirella Sula. 
She is a global influencer, an international speaker, a book author, and the founder of Global Woman Club, where she has built an online tribe of over 100,000 women. That is just absolutely amazing. She is also award-winning. She has received countless awards for the amazing work that she has done through the years. This includes um, you know, so many awards, but I'll just name a few. This includes the Inspirational Award for Women in 2015 for Human Rights, Entrepreneur of the Year Award by Wealth Dragons in 2017. She also was named one of 2017's 100 World's Most Inspiring People. And she even received the Best Book of the Year from the Authors Award back in 2016 for her book, Don't Let Your Mind Go. She has worked in media and education for um, the past 20 years. She speaks all around the world and her amazing background is in counseling, psychology, journalism, teaching, coaching, women's rights, and also media training. And so we said, you know what? We want to bring Marella here into the B2B podcast because she is actually going to be delivering the closing keynote on September 11. She is going to be leading us in the segment Momspiration. And her segment, I love the title, and I might just ask her about it later, because she always says to empower a woman, give her a microphone. So you know what? We're just going to do that today. We're going to give Mirella the microphone and we're going to give all of the moms out there for MamaCon the microphone as well. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have the amazing Wonder Woman, Mirella Sula, right here on B2B Breakfast to Business. Mirella, good morning from London. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And thank you, Bia. Wow, what a powerhouse girl, woman, power, powerful woman you are. I'm very, very impressed and very glad that I discovered you through your amazing mom. And uh, you are a young lady to watch. Oh, wow. Mirella, I am so, I think I'm blushing. <laughs> no, honestly, well Thank done you to you. So much. That's amazing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Mirella. That really, that really um, does um, wonderful things, uh, makes me feel warm and fuzzy, but more importantly, inspires me really because I get to talk to you. And, you know, I have so many things that I want to be able to talk to you about. But before we even delve into it, Mirella, you are, you are live from London. I'm here in the Philippines. We are experiencing so many changes in the world because of the global pandemic. So my first question, and I really want to know is, how are you? It's been a crazy 18 months. How have you been doing? Well, funny enough, my son believes that uh, something is wrong with me because I'm always great. I'm always, I mean, I have not always been like this, but uh, of course, through the work and through the experience and pain and adversities that I've been going in life. And uh, now I have learned how to enjoy this single moment. I'm alive. I have power of this moment. I have choices of what I can do right now. And I focus on what I can control, not what I can't control. So I always choose to be great. And uh, somehow for some people, it feels weird. How can you be great all the time? I mean, I'm, when I say all the time is when even when you are experiencing a sad moment, uh, a very tough moment where you feel like you're down, even at that moment, I am great because being down or feeling sad or feeling not good doesn't mean that um, that should disturb you or should worry you because it's okay sometimes to not 
feel good, but you should always feel great for the power that you have to take yourself from where you are, where you want to go. As, as far that you give yourself that permission and that power, everything is going to be great. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, I can just feel the power emanating. Like, I feel like I'm already talking to you live, you know, like we're in the same room, Mirella. Everything you, is energy. I, I absolutely agree. And the energy that I'm feeling from you, oh, it's, it's powerful. And I can just imagine the amazing sparkles we are spreading actually around the world right at this moment. Mirella, I absolutely love the word that you said, choice right? That if you choose to feel this way, you are able to really drive that, right? I feel that that's something that people all around the world should know that they have the power to be able to choose what they feel at that exact moment. So thank you so much for reminding us and inspiring us that we are able to do that. So uh, Mirella, I know that you're feeling great, you know, um, and, and that's fabulous, right? Um, so um, I just want to go straight into you know, um, asking you all of the questions that I want to ask you. So I wanted to give you a quick story of how I got to know you, right? I got to know you about, um, I, I got to know about you from my mom, my own mom'spiration, Monette, right? So we do run the agency. Amazing mom. And yeah, she's fabulous. And, you know, she told me one day about this woman that she met you know, online, she, she, she joined a movement and a club. And I still remember it was lunchtime. And she was telling us about um, your story, and how she was so inspired about how you, uh, you already talked about it, the resilience, you know, you being able to go through adversity and how you were able to make things happen. And I said, I want to get to know this person more and I want to know this person's story because I believe that it's really what will inspire so many other people like you've inspired the women of your club so my first question Mirella is this what is the Mirella Sula story I mean I've learned bits and pieces but I want to learn from you what your story is so let's start with that well, um, it's a long story. We all have stories. And um, the interesting thing in my story and in every story is that the story is not the same every time that I share it. And uh, at the beginning, I thought I had a terrible story and uh, I would probably better choose not to share with anybody because I, I, that's not going to help anybody. And, and I remember um, when I went back to read some of my uh, books that I wrote at the beginning when I was at the stage of um, dark zone and I started uh, reading these poems and these words of sadness and depression and dark and uh, the whole world is so bad and the people are terrible and, and I said oh my god I hope people don't read these books never ever who is this person who wrote these books I just I felt so bad. Why did I do that? And that reflected of who I was at that time, how I was feeling at that time. I was just trying to find a way to escape from the pain that I had. At that time was no psychology, no, um, no way you could find somebody to talk with. And uh, I believe uh, this is what saved me as people, um, as, as, as I believe you know, there is a famous expression says, it's not the book that you read is the book that you write that heals you and I believe probably I wrote these books to heal myself so um 
later on when I completely reinvented myself and reprogrammed myself and I took myself into a new journey and new transformation and uh, I decide one day to share my story and what made me to share my story I uh, I was invited to speak into um, a big stage in 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 LA in America and uh, I was in my beginning as a speaker I had prepared some slides like business leadership uh, all kind of things that I thought I'm I'm good as an expert and um, the whole thing wasn't women entrepreneurs but I wasn't as I said I was in my beginning but still I thought I had enough knowledge to share with people so the speaker before me she ended on stage telling everybody that her jet her private uh, jet private airplane has just landed her bodyguards were all over and her and her uh, knowledge and and her radiation on stage and her expertise and everything was like wow she was a millionaire and uh, immediately after was my turn and who i was a, a little uh, a little girl who came from albania who had just moved to london had a big vision a big dream to give women a microphone, but I started feeling very insecure. That was the very first time that I really felt so insecure and I was shaking and I went on stage and I, I couldn't see my slides. And I, I felt like I'm not going to, to, to show these slides. I mean, after, and this is what I told to them. I have to be honest with you guys. After this speaker, I feel like I'm speechless. I lost my confidence. I don't think I have something to say. <laughs> and, uh, but I felt, I always have my magic from the beginning that I had that wake up call and I took myself in a complete new journey. I knew that um, I had a calling and I had always, I have my magics. Everybody has like little voices that uses like, yes, yes, yes. And I called my voice, I called, um, my higher self to support me to stay uh, grounded and to stand in my power. And boom, boom, the magic came and said, but how about I tell you my story? Because I have to fill these 20 minutes of speech. And they were looking at me in a very suspicious way. I said, okay, what is she going to say? <laughs> and uh, the first five minutes was very awkward, was very, very tough because I had to warm the audience. But I think one of my gifts is that I connect with people with my energy very well. I just started uh, having a look to every single body in the room, trying to put my energy to every single one who was um, looking at stage. And I could just feel after five minutes, the stage started feeling warm again. I could feel the energy. I could feel their captivation and uh, looking uh, very yeah paying attention on what I was saying and later on I could see some tears <laughs> and later on I could see some people crying and uh and at the end of the speech I could see, I could see people standing and clapping and and at the end when I go down people just wanted to have a picture with me and then there was a couple who approached me and said wow what a story would love would love to publish your book would love to publish your your um, your journey, and I look. I said they are big publishers in LA. I said, wow, absolutely. I said, are you here tomorrow? Would like to meet you 
for lunch in downtown. I said, yes, of course, yes, I'm still here tomorrow, so let's have lunch. So I go and meet them for lunch the next day, and I ask them a question. So why me? Mm-hmm. Why, why did you choose me to publish this book? And I said, well, we, we really loved your story, but what we really loved is your honesty and what you said about the other speaker, it is, uh, it is absolutely incredible the way you brought everything because we know the speaker, but we want to tell you something. You know how many millions that speaker would be able to pay and would love to pay just to have tiny little bit of your story. Mm-hmm. And it's not her fault that she doesn't have dramas and traumas and adversities because she's raised with golden spoon. We know her parents. But you have the power to use your story for good. Please keep sharing it. And that was the time that I never stopped sharing my story because I thought, wow, I could see that my story can inspire others, can transform others because I could see everybody coming. Oh my God, your story. I resonate with it. A piece of your story is my story. I could feel it's me on it as well. And I felt like it's not only me who has been going through that journey. There are so many others going through that. And you know what? One uh, sad thing is that many people use their story as an excuse to stop doing what they are meant to do in the world. Mm. It has to be the opposite. We have to use the story to give us that courage that we need and to also give um, that inspiration to other people to not get stuck in the story. And you know what happened? As I keep sharing my story over and over again, oh my God, it's not the same story anymore. (laughs) It feels so different all the time because you know what? Um, It's the interpretation. It's how do you see the story? How do you perceive the story? How do you interpret the story? Until I started sharing my story, I thought my story is the most horrible story in the world. And now I think it's an amazing, blessing, beautiful, Mm. wonderful story. When I finished my book, um, Don't Let Your Mind Go, I end the book saying, you know what, guys, you probably can't change the beginning of your story, but you still have the power and the choice to change the future of the story, the end of the story. So at least get that permission to yourself and get, get that change. And now, no, I think I need to change that as well because we have the power to change the beginning, the middle, the end, the everything, because it's not the story, it's how we see it, how we interpret it. Now, I, I think my story is amazing. And it, uh, if I had the choice to go back and change these books that I wrote before, I would say, guys, I am not a victim. I'm so proud of what I have been going through because I've learned a lot. And all these lessons that I've learned now are serving not only me, but many people around me. And now when the ladies come to me and they start crying, you don't know what I'm going to do. I said, okay, okay, okay. No, yeah. Before I used to cry with them and I used to go in tears at home. Now I don't cry anymore. I said, come on, come on. You are a strong woman. Don't do that. I'm not going to cry and you're not going to cry. And that story is powerful. Do you have a, big, a, bit, a bit more painful story? This is not painful enough. We want some more, more, more. Bring it up, bring it up. I said, what do you mean? He said, this is not painful, darling. Come on, let's look at it. Let's look at it. What did we get off of it? And then at the end of the meeting, we feel like, wow, yes. Now get out, use your story as a hero. 
because that story has empowered you. That story has shaped you to be who you are today. That story has made you to stand in your power today. Go out there because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and go out there and strengthen other people. So that's, um, I probably doesn't tell a lot about my story, but it gives you the hint that even if I tell you my story, what do I tell? I had a terrible childhood, no. I mean, what do I tell? Uh, we will be talking about mamas. Of course, I want to tell uh, the truth. If you don't like your mama, hello, you can change your mama. Not mom, old mamas are good, but I love your cause. Your cause is to educate mamas, to raise children as a mama. Because the fact that you give birth to a child doesn't give you the title of mama. You have to be educated. You have to be absolutely learn, study, train yourself how to give all the love that your child needs and how to make yourself a happy mama because your happiness is going to impact into your child's happiness and how to take charge as a mama, how to take responsibility as a mama, not to see yourself as a victim, but to empower yourself and empower your daughter and your son because your children need you. And this is what we need. This is the message to give to the ladies, to our mamas. Not to say you are a wonderful mother uh, because um, you did this and this and this, but you, you have to go out there and do whatever it takes nonstop and be a wonderful, great role model for your children. And you have to earn that title. I love that. And, and that's why I love your mother. She is amazing. She absolutely deserves that. And uh, I think you already know that. Oh, Mirella, thank you so much. I love what you said about the story. You know, we can't change the beginning, but we can change the end. But then you said that was before. Now you know that you can change everything, everything that's part of that. Because, you know, that's immediately when you were talking about it. You know, I think that my mom's story actually was the one that also really, you know, pushed me to also want to be a storyteller. You know, because stories can heal people. Stories can change people's lives. And, you know, that's one of the things that, of course, my mom can tell you this, you know, all of her stories about me as a kid, she, they would always tease me that I would tell the longest stories. <laughs> and I guess my being a storyteller was from when I was a kid because I was so inspired to know that, you know, there are stories in the world that can really change your life. And I'm so happy, Mirella, that your story has changed so many people's lives also. And one of the things also that, that really got to me with what you shared is, you know, um, and this is a, actually a, um, what you call a sign that we have here at home also, um, um, happy kids have a happy mom, right? And so I think that that's one of the things that we really want to be able to do is to empower our moms. It's a hard, it's a hard job. It's a 24-7, yeah, all seconds, all everything, always on job, being a mom, right? It's so, hard, yeah, it's hard. And, um, and I have you guys as my inspiration for that when the time comes. And so I'm so excited for that also. So I'm just, I'm just happy that we're able to provide this space also for women, just like how you provide a space, Mirella, for so many people. Actually, you know, with what you said earlier, I wanted to first talk about purpose because you talked about a lot of, you know, from, from your story on on you know, forgetting your story, uh, your, your slides on stage and just telling your story and then finding that I am here for a reason. I have a calling. And I want to talk about that, discovering purpose, making it a reality because that's what you are pushing women to do. So my next question for you, actually, Mirella, is what's the global woman movement all about? 
right? How how did you start it? What what inspired you to make this happen? Uh, well, where do I start? Um, I always have been passionate about women empowerment. I was uh, at a very young age in in at that time I was living in the village when I started thinking, what can I do something for changing our lives here? Because I just didn't feel that I, I was meant to do the life that I had. I was um, uh, a bride uh, in a big house with 11 people, washing, cleaning, cooking, and uh, serving. And that was great. Absolutely. I, I'm not complaining about that because I got some great lessons there as well. But I knew there was something better that we could aspire with. And that was the very first time I started creating a little association for women in my little town because I started upgrading myself from a village teacher. I moved to the town. I started uh, bringing some women together. So from that, uh, that age, I could feel that I have a drive. I didn't know uh, where the drive was coming. I, I, well, I still don't know. I just know that I, I had a little a sparkling inside me that probably I, I didn't see to other people. And I was like um, all, all the time wondering why do these people just don't ask this question? Is it something more I can do? Is, is it any purpose I have in life? Is it something I can do with my being, with my gift, with my presence? It just, I always had these existential questions to myself. Now, how did the movement became global from a village? I just realized one thing, my darling, you stand where you sit. So if I'm sitting here, I stand here. That's it, this is my chair. Yeah. And if I was standing in my chair as a village teacher, all I could stand was for, for women in my village. And I did that. And then I moved to the little town and I did that. And then I moved to a bigger town and I did that. And I moved to the capital city of Albania because I, you know, I'm originally from Albania. And I, um, I created the biggest network for women equality and decision-making to bring more uh, women in power in parliament. So, and, and that network is still running. I, I, I was so, so passionate about that. But the, the interesting thing is that I never, never had drive as a fight. Mm -hmm. So I could be an inner fighter, but I never wanted to fight in terms of, for example, if I see some injustice in the world, I never go out there and fight. This is not fair. Why is this happening? And many people try to bring me like, well, let's go and do a protest there. And I, I didn't have that feeling later on. I was so pleased when I um, read about Mother Teresa and I, I read about this um, story when she was invited to, to a protest against war. And she said, no, she refused. She said, no, that's not me. Why? When you do a protest pro-peace, I will be there. Mm. If you want me to have the peace protest, I will be there. I'm not going to attend any protest against war. And probably I felt that that is my inner drive as well, because I don't want to kind of create contradictory mm. um, topics or to add more problems into the world by fighting. Mm. But if we focus on what we want, if we focus on, um, on peace, on amazing things that we can do, 
I think that is a great contribution. That is a little contribution we can we can definitely bring to the world. Sure. And this is how uh, my whole idea about Global Woman came. I said, if I want now to stand for something global, I need to find my seat and I need to move. And that is my big um, famous expression that my ladies laugh at me when I say, if you don't like where you are, just move. You are not a tree. It's not my quote. I have seen it somewhere, but I have been using in the last 15 years all the time. Yeah. So, and I, this is what I decided to do. I, I just decided to move and find my seat and start this global movement to give women a microphone. That's fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing that. When you can, if you don't like where you're sitting, you have to move, right? And you just have to have that drive. And I absolutely agree with you on the Mother Teresa. I feel, I, I resonate with that so much because there's a lot of other positive stories that we want to push out there, right? That we can stand. Um, so Mirella, with your vision of being able to put this together, right? How did you bring all of these women together? I mean, I can see the story that you had in Albania from the small village to the big town to, to the capital city. And then, of course, you moved and made it happen. But how did you bring all of these women together? What was, you know, um, aside from the vision, of course, what, what were the highlights of bringing that movement together? Well, there have been um, many stories um, of, of my journey that brought me to where I am today. But when I moved to London, of course, it was really hard because I, I left everything behind. I came here with, with a visa student as an immigrant, single mother. My son was a teenager at that time, not happy with me. I had to be patient because I, you know, I, I completely separated him from um, his, his father, his friends, his past, and he came uh, into a very sensitive age in complete new country. So it was really hard. And um, it, it has been, the first two years have been very, very tough. I, I, very, I was very close to go homeless many, many times because I didn't have the money even to pay my rent, but I never lost my faith. Never, ever. I remember one moment when I see a lady, I was going out, getting out from Boots. There is a supermarket here. In, I was in central London, here in London. And, um, and I see a, a lady with a baby with a, in her hands and said, please, please help me. Give me something. And I said, OK, come with me. Buy whatever you want. Just buy something. I will buy it for you. And I remember I had only 100 pounds in my bank account. So it, 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 there have been moments like that that um, it, it has been really tough to stay still in your lane and mm -hmm. be loyal to your vision. I knew it was coming closer and closer. I never doubted it. I had people who kept telling me, oh, you're crazy. And they say, okay, great, because you think you can't do it doesn't mean that I can't do it. Yes, it's crazy to listen to what I have to say to you because you may think, how can you do this? Who you think you are? Yes, it looks crazy for you, but it doesn't sound crazy for me. So um, I, uh, I, I, all I can say for one year, every single day, I kept applying for a job and I couldn't find a job. And finally, absolutely one year after, I moved here in September, 2012, in September, 2013, I got a job interview. I was praying, said, God, God, give me an interview now. I promise I'm going to get it. So I applied for two jobs and but I was not allowed to work more than 20 hours. So I got 
one job for five hours and another job for 15 hours. And it was for me as an outreach to bring women together and train them about domestic abuse and confidence and resilience. And so I, I, was, uh, I was trained as a, as a trainer of domestic violence. So, but my challenge was that I had to bring, I was an outreach as well. I had to bring 20 women in my workshops and run four workshops per week. And I, I had to go out and find these women. I remember one thing, um, one, one of the panelists was interviewing me for the job. said, okay, great. You have all these credentials, but you have been in this country for only one year. How are you going to bring women together? How are you going to find, where are you going to find these, these women to come to your workshops? And uh, at that time I had just submitted the, the book, uh, Don't Let Your Love Go. And I was in a 30 days unconditional love experiment. It was really, that's another story. And I was still going through that. And I'm so glad because I came with this question. I didn't know how to answer. I came with this answer and said, I know what women want. I, I know I'm going to find and I'm going to convince them to come because I know what they want. I said, okay, what they want? They want love. All women want is to be loved. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them and they will come. Just try me. And they laughed at me. I said, okay, we'll try you. So all I remember, the first week, because I had six weeks program, the first week um, I had three or four women, women that I knew, please, please begging them, come, come, come. And then at the week six, I had 75 women standing. And I still have these wow. pictures in Facebook uh, that show, yes, that eight years ago when I, I was running these workshops and it was incredible. So I passed the three months period uh, probation and uh, I, I kept being a trainer of domestic uh, violence for two years. And then I came with this amazing idea. How about now I move from the from seeing women as a charity case, seeing women as a powerful human being, because I was working for a charity and I I've been working with uh, nonprofit organizations all my life. But there was always something that I didn't know why I don't like is because I I was. Uh, I, I was feeling like even myself when I moved here, I would never imagine myself going to a, to a charity asking for help because I had pride. I didn't want to go there. I didn't have money. I didn't have support. I was threatened many times. I mean, now I, don't, I changed the story, but at that time I thought I was threatened for my ex-husband. He wanted to kill me, but he's a nice human being. It was my, my story. I changed my story. And um, I felt really, really lost and 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 insecure, but I never for a second thought that I could go and seek help to a charity. I just didn't have that. And you know, I have a philosophy, what you wish for yourself, wish everybody have. And then I came with these ideas. Probably there are other women like me out there. So this is what a community is, how, how we define a community in comparison to a group of people. Where is the difference between a community and a group of people? A group of people is just a group of people. They have nothing in common. A community yeah. means that you, have, you share the same pain, you, sh you share the same struggle, you sh share the same um, problems. And I said, where do I find these, these ladies who share the same thing as me? They're struggling with English, they're struggling with family support, they're struggling with finding a job or finding their, their where do, do they belong? Uh, they're struggling with confidence or whatever. They should be other women like me, mm -hmm. but it's not just about the problems. It's also 
I, when I found these women, I also needed to know where do they want to go? Yeah. Do they share the, sa the same aspiration? Do they share the same dreams? Do they share the same vision? Not everybody who shares the same problem has the same vision to move out of the problem. So this is how I came up uh, by creating a community of women who, um, who want to move from that vision of pain to the vision of gain. And um, I created at the beginning the migrant woman uh, community. I uh, remember it was in 2015, like two years and a half after I came moved to this country, I organized the first conference ever for migrant women and they called it Migrant Women Talk. And I had 300 women in the room and I was featured in, on TV. I was invited all over. I raised some crowdfunding because I didn't have the money. I made the money to pay the conference room through crowdfunding. And it was an amazing feeling to see uh, hundreds of women uh, that have been in this country as immigrants but achieved their success and passed their adversities and came to share their stories to inspire others. And then this is how I moved from migrant woman to global woman because um, many women started feeling like, oh, I don't feel comfortable with that term immigrant. I'm not a migrant anymore. I feel I belong here. And uh, this is what I did. I said, okay, no problem. Global woman includes everybody, Albanians, immigrants, non-immigrants, English. Because also I had some English women who really wanted to be part of migrant women. I said, is it okay I'm not a migrant? I, am, I was born in this country, but I really love your pose. I love your energy. I want to belong here. Can you please let me come in? And that's made me to change the, wor the, the, wor the, 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 the whole um, thing. But look, the vision stays the same. It's to empower women. Immigrants or not immigrants, we're all global citizens. We are all women of the world. We're all women of this universe. And we all need to support each other. I love that. Absolutely. I loved also what you said, the change um, a vision of pain to a vision of gain, right? That was absolutely amazing. Mirella, I have to ask you, because in your story, the word community is all interwoven. I mean, from, from your life in Albania to when you, when you moved, it's always bringing people together. And like what you said, what separates a group from a community is there's something that holds the community together. I want to bring it back to what's happening today in our in 2021, where the world is changing by the minute, I think, right? Why do you think, Mirella, it is so important to have a community in today's world? Uh, well, that's a very important question because everything is about communities now. We as human beings, we are, we're not born to be alone. That's This is a, what makes us different from any other um spacious in in this planet we have feelings we have emotions uh, we have thoughts we think and we need to share that we need to empower that by belonging somewhere we need to belong and building communities and and by the way women are those who build communities building communities especially right now where the whole world is shattered is so crucial because it never has been a bigger uh need for and a bigger cry for people coming together and standing together and lifting up each other and supporting each other better more than now. So we have, we have a global kind of, um, say, a globalization. Everybody's talking about globalization, but not only, we don't have a global community. Mm -hmm. And the whole globe, the whole world needs to see the, the movement as a 
as a global community because we all belong to this planet. True. It, when we come to this planet, um, uh, to this world, uh, we all have the same rights to the planet. And in the same time, we have to come together and be part of, of this community where we belong. Now, of course, to, be, to create a global community, it's not easy, but at least everybody is able to associate herself or himself on a community that shares the same values. And uh, for me, creating the global woman community has been so rewarding because mm -hmm. from the moment that women uh, enter to that room, it can be virtual room or a real room, they feel it. And uh, it, it just reminds me when I, I, I was interviewing a couple of women saying, why did you join Global Woman? You just got to know about Global Woman today. And I can see you just joined. What made you join? Uh, and, and you know what the answer is? I, I also have some videos that are in the in our platforms, a couple of women saying, I don't know, I don't know, I have no idea. Oh my God, I have no idea. I love Global Woman, I don't care. I just love the energy. And I said, oh my God, what an answer. They have no clue what they're getting, but they love the energy. And that is the community, the energy that you create yeah. because everything is energy. And as you may know, people forget what you do for them, but they never forget how you make them feel. If you make people feel loved, you may, you may them feel accepted, and, and um, welcomed and warm, but never judge them, never criticize them, never put them down, but try to lift them up. They will never forget you. They will be with you forever. I love that. And Mirella, it just goes back to your story earlier when they asked you, how will you get these people together? And you said, love, I will love them and they will come. That's absolute, ah, Yes, guys, the story of our lives is to be able to bring love to everybody, right? Love is all you need, as the Beatles would say, right, <laughs> Mirella? Um, Mirella, well, I another Teresa says uh, another thing, very powerful, says, um, this world is more hungry for love than for food. That is so beautiful. And this is very important that we remind ourselves. That's right. We are more hungry for love than food, which is so absolutely true. And going back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Um, you know, love is at the center of everything. And what women need and what women want is love. But it's not just us. It's everybody in the world. That's so beautiful. Uh, one of the things also, as you were talking about um, communities, Mirella, um, and this is something that, you know, my mom always says, and I absolutely um, love it, is when women support women great things happen, you know? And that for me is one of those biggest lessons because it's so true with what you shared. You may not know why you're there, but if you feel supportive, supported, right? If you feel loved and you feel that there is energy lifting you up, great things happen. You know, great things happen on an individual level. Great things happen with partners. Great things happen community level. And my hope and prayer for the world is that great things can happen all over if we just support one another. And I'm so happy that Global Woman Club is there, Mirella, to just make that love go around the world. Um, actually, I, I wanted to, um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you and I can talk about this forever. But of course, I wanted to make sure that, that we were able to talk about, Mirella, your very famous quote, right? And which is going to be the title of this episode. And I really want to know 
um, why you always say this, the magic, like what you said, you always have that magic that you dig deep and the voice comes out. You, you, the, you, you pick on your magic. Mirella, ladies and gentlemen, always says, when you want to empower a woman, you give her a microphone. So Mirella, my last question for you is, why do you say this? Why do you believe in this statement? Uh, well, to be honest, when I created Global Woman, I didn't have this statement, my uh, statement at the beginning, because you, this is the thing, when you start something, probably you will not know the road, you will not know everything, you have no idea how you're going to get there, you just know you're going to get there, how, you don't know. So my very first statement was empowering women locally and connecting them globally. That was my, my first vision, but I didn't know how. So I wanted to empower women, but I didn't know exactly what are the steps that I was, I just knew for sure I, I, I was able to do it. Now, how it came, if you want to empower a woman, give her a microphone, that came later. And I will tell you a story. How did I come with this immediately? So I started organizing these meetings in my, in my office in London. And at the beginning was by invitation only, because at the beginning I started with the magazine. And then very soon after I started in... Uh, uh, inviting all the, the women that I was interviewing for the magazine, bringing them together so they could, they could meet each other, they could introduce their work to each other. And I always have been a connector. I wanted to connect them. Now, um, because the, the office that I had was very little, I couldn't accommodate more than 20 women in, in, in one room. So that was by invitation only. And I started inv inviting women like each month organizing a meeting by invitation only. One day I had a call from one of the ladies said, I have a friend, she has seen me coming um, the last couple of months to Global Woman office. And uh, she has seen me speaking and in the magazine and in social media. And she, she really wants to join. Is it okay if we, I invite her? I said, yes, of course, just bring her in. Yeah, absolutely. So she comes in. Now, when she came, she realized that this format is not like every other format. We didn't have a speaker. So she comes to me after she, we introduced each other, welcome, she was a doctor. And uh, she says, who is the speaker today? I said, and I was laughing, I didn't know, she was terrified. She said, you. And she said, no, 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 I'm not a speaker, I'm not a speaker. I said, don't worry, calm. When I say you, we are going to speak. We don't invite speakers. Uh, for me, the best speakers are the ladies that I invite. There is not the star of a day during these meetings. Everybody is a star. So uh, we're just going to say hi and a couple of things that we and say, so, okay, she relaxed while we're doing the networking and having the breakfast and the coffee. Now we sit and each woman who is invited stands up. We give, I give her a microphone and say, now over to there. And the ladies start talking. And you know the format of Global Woman. Now this lady, when she realized that she has to speak, I remember myself, I was, I was uh, on stage, on that little stage in front of the PowerPoint. And I see her slowly hiding, opening the door and leaving the room. And I run after her. I said, Dr. Seema, where are you going? She said, no, 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 I can't do that. I said, can't do what? I'm not the speaker. I'm not a good speaker. I can't speak. I said, have you ever spoken before? Never in my life. I said, how do you know that then? Probably you are a good speaker. And I moved to the other room trying to convince her just to come and say hi. I said, mm -hmm. it's not polite to go this way. Please, darling, come and just two seconds. Just say, here I am. I have to leave. Fine. 
So she comes in and said, ladies, Dr. Seema never have spoken before. Can we please encourage her? And you know what? You know what our ladies do. Yes, Seema, go Seema. Yes, Seema. And Seema gets the microphone. And uh, she starts talking. She said, Seema, only 30 seconds. Okay, 30 seconds. And I go at the end of the room looking at her. Her friend is filming her because this is what we do at Global Woman. You already know. We are filming. Uh, she, her friend was filming her live in Facebook. And uh, Seema starts talking 30 seconds and one minute and two minutes and three minutes and five minutes. And I, I'm doing this, Seema, your time is out. Please give me the microphone. Now, this is when was the first time I, uh, I, I felt this is the, the, big, uh, the big code behind Global Woman. I said, ladies, this is the thing. I struggle to give you the microphone and then I struggle to get the microphone back. That This microphone has power. Did you see Seema coming here and standing in her power? And we were, yes, wonderful. Now, this is what happened. Two months later, Seema, and by the way, her video is in globalwomanclub.com, uh, comes back to the meetings out of the blue. We're having our normal meetings. I said, wow, where have you been? Dr. Seema, great to see you. Oh, Mirela, what have you done to my life? I said, what happened? Are you okay? Said, yes, let me tell you a story. Now, what happened is she went viral with her video in, in social media. And because we run raffles, every single time we have raffle uh, winners uh, with, with the ladies who come to attend our meeting, she won the raffle to be featured in the magazine and her story was shared in the magazine. And uh, again, all all over social platforms. Now she comes back and said, you know what? After these people saw my, my, my speech in the internet and my magazine and because she even didn't use social media before, she said, now I'm invited to speak in Argentina and in Dubai in front of 200 people and it's all sponsored and my husband loves me more my children admire me more and I, I feel more confident. Oh my God, what have you done to my life? And that is, I said, can I record this please? And I remember she was in my office. I recorded it, said, yes, that's why I'm here. I want to tell you what happened. And that is, in, uh, is still in the globalwomanclub.com as a video from her. Now, this is the thing. As I see now women coming to Global Woman, I can easily say we have produced, we are, the organization has produced the biggest amount of num uh, uh, number of women who have come with no confidence to speak ever. And now they are international speakers. We have produced so many speakers around the world because this is what happens. Once you get that microphone, I have my microphone here. Once you get that microphone, oh my God, you stand in your power. Because at the beginning they come and say, and this, this is exactly what they do at the beginning when they never spoke before. They come to Global Woman, they discover something new and they say, oh, I love Global Woman. I love Mirela. I love it. Thank you very much. And they leave. I said, where are you going? Come here, come here. Tell us about your story. Who are you? What you do? I said, can I do that? I said, yes, of course you can do that. Now, this is only the first time and probably the second time what happens after six months or a year you see them like this. Hello, everybody, stand up. So what happened? They never did a course in public speaking. They never did a course in confidence or whatever. 
but they built their power. This is the thing. Not they built their power. They claimed their power. Power is there. The fact that you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. The power is there. Women don't need power. Women need to claim their power, to possess their power, to take ownership of their power. And once they get the power, they have to go and share it with others. And this is what is happening to global women. And this is how I came with this idea. And that's easy then. My job is done. If I want to empower a woman, just give her a microphone and that's it. The microphone does its magic. And um, that's the story behind. My goodness, Mirella. It's like such a beautiful tool. You know, there is a microphone like this. You know, there is a microphone. You know, you can see it. But the power that it gives you within, that's where the magic happens, right? You provide a tool. But, and, and Mirella, allow me to just use your words earlier, but then it's also the energy, right? It's the energy, the, the, the space that allows you to, the platform where you, where you allow people to tell their story. And- but the energy is there as well. How do we release the energy? I, I, look, let me give you one more example. At the beginning, I see women come in sitting there, no energy at all, just to sit there at the end of the room, at the back of the room. And, uh, and then when I see that the energy in the room is not feeling that great, I ask my team, put the music on, the music on, let's put some music. And then later, hey, come on, darling, come on, move, 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 let's move. And then this lady that was like this, in 10 minutes, she's like full of energy, exciting, doing pictures, doing videos. <laughs> the energy is there, you have to release it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like what you said, the power is there, you have to claim it. The energy is there, we just have to unleash it. So I think that that's a fabulous way to get everybody up and running. Mirella, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, sharing your energy and sharing the love. My goodness, I can't wait to hear you at the MamaCon this coming September 11th. We have a tradition in B2B and I would love to do it with you. Before we end our podcast for the week, I always ask my guests, right? What is the food for thought that you want to leave our listeners with? You know, it's a Wednesday. We want to empower them and give them that energy to just claim the week. What is the one thing, Mirella, that you want our listeners to live their life with for the rest of the week? Um, I would like to say, please, please, please don't blame anybody. Don't blame your mama. Don't blame your father. Don't blame your teachers. Don't blame your government. Don't blame the world. You're not going to, you, you're going to waste the energy if you just focus on the blaming. Instead of that, just bless them, forgive them. I mean, even forgive, you don't need to forgive them. They haven't done anything to you. They have done the way they did. So, um, just focus your energy, what you have control on it. Because most of the time, people worry about things that never happen. And let's suppose if things are meant to happen, do you have control? If yes, then focus on how can you choose, how can you change it? If not, just let it go. Let it go what is going and let it come what is coming. Because in order for something new to come in, you have to let something old to get out. And you have that power. So yeah, that's this is what I Oh my say. goodness. Such a beautiful, such a beautiful way to end the podcast, Mirella, and share the love with everybody. That's a beautiful food for thought. Concentrate your energy on the things that you can control and make happen. And it's so beautiful, Mirella, because we went back to the first thing that you told me earlier. We all have a choice. 
You have a choice to feel great. You have a choice to be able to, um, like what you said, claim that power. You have a choice to unleash your energy and you have a choice to make things happen. And I absolutely loved speaking with you, Mirella. Thank you so much for being such a ray of sunshine and reminding us that we all have a choice and that we can give our per ourselves permission, right? Um, to empower ourselves and just to claim what is rightfully ours as well. So Mirella, I want people to know more about Global Woman, right? So could you please share with us where people can find more information on Global Woman? Uh, well, it's very easy, just uh, Global Woman Club or Global Woman Magazine. We have an app which is called Global Woman Lobby. You can be there. It's a social uh, platform for women and for now it's free. So yeah, if you'd like, if you love uh, the vision, please join us. It's amazing. We have Global Woman Manila with our amazing director, Rayla there please if you are in manila go and get in touch with global woman manila and i'm very grateful for for what you do and for all your support and thank you bea thank you monet thank you um the mama the mama movement definitely it's it's a big need in the world for that because uh, if we empower our mamas then the next generation is going to be in a much better place I love that, Mirella. So back to what you said earlier, if you want to empower a mama, we give them a microphone, right? <laughs> so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Catch Mirella Sula, the amazing, fabulous Mirella Sula, as she closes day one of MamaCon on September 11. Her session is at 5.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Philippine Standard Time. Please do not miss out. She is going to be sharing her story and being our momspiration for day one at MamaCon. If you want to know more about MamaCon as well, once again, it's happening September 11 and 18 from 1 o'clock to 6 p.m. Um, for both days. For more information on the program and to catch who our speakers are, just visit our website, mamacon.teamasia.com. And also our Facebook page. We are on Facebook. Just type in MamaCon online. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Mirella Sula, the MamaCon movement, the global woman movement, the empowering movement. Mirella, thank you so much. I am sending wonderful energy to you and I'm sending the Global Woman Club all of my sparkles and all of my support. Thank you so much. Thank in Manila. You, yeah, thank you so much. See you very soon then. Thank you very thank much. You. And in Filipino, we say maraming salamat. So thank you so much, Mirella. There you have it, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of B2B Breakfast to Business. See you all at MamaCon Register today. Thank you. Ciao. And that's it for today's episode of B2B Breakfast to Business. Don't forget to tune into Team Asia's social media accounts. Keep yourself updated on these breakfast happenings. We are on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on Instagram, www.instagram.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on LinkedIn, www.linkedin.com slash company slash TeamAsia. And of course, our wonderful website, www.teamasia.com. Remember to stay safe. See you again soon here at B2B Breakfast to Business. Thank you. Ciao. Breakfast to